Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. What we have here this week is a very special moment in time that I don't think I've ever captured. And the reason that I say that is this episode is with Simon Crahan from Vended. And his band is about to go on tour for the first time ever tomorrow at the time of recording this. So he recorded this the day before leaving for his first tour. And it was so friggin' cool to talk to him about everything that he's excited about and what led up to this moment. The band started almost four years ago, but then came the pandemic and came this huge roadblock. So hearing what led up to this and they're finally here at this moment of leaving for this tour and they've done such a great job building their band and the band is a band. It's a very raw, heavy, aggressive sound. And hearing him talk about that writing process and their inspirations, all that, it was just really fun. He's super young and just like has this energy and this, this conviction and excitement about the band that gets me all fired up. So I hope you like it. It's a really special little moment in time. I don't want to talk too much. Let's just get right into it. Enjoy. Where are all my friends? Simon Crahan. And I am fucking hype on this dude for a couple of reasons. One, I just found out it's your first podcast and that's such an honor to do. And two, I feel like we're about to talk about a really special little moment in your career and in your band's career because you're literally about to leave for your first tour tomorrow, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's absolutely so sick. Surreal. Super surreal. So yeah, I'm honestly, it's so cool. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Uh, it's a really cool experience. Like I said, I love podcasts. I love the vibe. And, you know, I just love sitting down and talking because I have a big mouth and, you know, I just love to talk. And it's kind of cool that someone can be willing to sit down and listen to what I have to say and stuff. So, really. No, dude, it's just, I agree with you. Like, it's such a fun format for everyone who cares for them and understands them because it doesn't feel like your traditional, like, artist interview where you're like, how do you get your band's name? And you kind of know, like, to me, I've always found so much value and comfort in just listening to an actual conversation. Yeah. Just being like, oh, cool. Like, and I love the fact, like, you and I don't know each other. Like, this is literally like us getting to know each other. But it's also nice because, like, we both don't really have anyone to answer to. It's just like, cool, let's have a conversation. It doesn't need to go in any specific direction and all that. And I think when you have a natural conversation like that, it's just a vibe. Like it's just fun and people can tell it's better than just being like, how do you get your band name? Exactly. So, thank you for, uh, for being down. And I, I take that as high praise that you trusted me to do your first podcast. So, uh, I hope that this is a rad one. I got a lot of, a lot of requests to do it and then i saw you and i looked through your i like to look through people's pages and stuff and, and yeah you just it looked like you knew what you were doing so i was like no fuck it let's do it so this is sick yeah that's such a compliment. So thank you. And so typically like how I start the podcast is very simply for a listener who doesn't know who you are and what you do, who you are and what you do. All right. So my name is Simon Cram and I'm the drummer for a new up and coming band to look looking for world domination. Our band's called Vended. So we're here to, you know, kick life in its ass and we're here to show up everyone who the fuck we are, no matter where we came from or how we came, but this is this is us. So I'm the drummer. Dude. So yeah. That says it so, so well. And again, for a listener, if you aren't familiar or if you are, this is a really special moment in time because the band is relatively new. I don't know too much and I didn't dig too, too deep 
because I wanted it to be a natural conversation. But there is two songs out. You're about to leave on your first tour. So fill me in. Like how fresh, like how new is the band? When did you record? I would have to imagine you have a lot of other songs on deck, but like what what does it look like in this moment in time? Like what's life? How did it come together? It all went back to February of 2018. So we've been band okay. since 2018. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think we literally just came out the woodwork and we came out the shop and we're just like, here we are. No, we've been yep. we've been working and slaving over our music for about you know three years now, almost coming up to four. So we we told people that we made a band and we told everyone that we're starting a band and it was just. Griffin, Cole, and I, and I was the third person I ever joined. Uh, people think it's Griffin and I who started it, but I have to give absolute props to my guitar player because he's actually the sole founder of this band. And he said he tried thousands of other drummers and I was the lucky winner. So, but we, we were writing for about, I don't know, about a year and a half and you know, we were just getting really good stuff. Like a lot of the music we have written will never, ever be released because it's just so old. It is not our style that we play anymore. It's just kind of Asylum. Our new single that just came out to anyone who doesn't know, Asylum is one of those songs that we kept from the songs that we've written. That was our fourth song we've ever written. So I love it when bands keep stuff like that because I agree with you. Like, a lot of the early stuff kind of sucks and you have to write it to get to evolve to the next spot. But in those early day songs, you kind of get the one or the two where you're like, all right, this fucking rips, like let it, exactly. let it come out. So that's sick to know that that's Asylum. The only thing that changed with Asylum was literally the whole song is the exact same from how we wrote it yeah. to except the breakdown at the end. That wasn't there. Oh shit. So I, that's sick. I wasn't there for like a year. And then I was on tour with my dad and my dad, I'll give props to him, but he's the one who was like, Hey, you guys should add a breakdown. And I was like, yeah. Oh shit. I was like, all right. Cool. Like, all right, pops. Fair enough. A good idea is a good idea. So we did, so we did that. That's just one of the songs that, uh, that is on our EP that is coming out, uh, November 12th. Uh, we'll be on tour then, but, uh, that's one of the songs that is kind of like, where we started and everyone said they loved that song when they first heard it when they watched us play they said fuck all the other songs basically but this song is it this is where you get yeah. big so it was like three years just three really hard working years of being friends and like i knew griffin of course me and him known each other since we were little babies and uh he knew cole so it was only fair yeah. They asked me to jam with them. It wasn't like you're in the band. They, they wanted to know how I played. Cole didn't know anything about me. He didn't know yeah. anything at all. So I went to their uh, Cole's house and we jammed a couple songs and he gave me this look like, holy shit, like we're going to be the next biggest band. And Yo, I realized I kind of jumped the gun on a point though, because obviously you play drums, but leading up to you being able to jam with them and hold your own, when did you start playing drums? Like for you, did you have a moment where you're like, cool, this is fucking it. I'm in. Cause like, I know you skate and stuff too. Like you're into other cool stuff. So like, did you have a moment where you're like, this is my instrument. This is where I'm all in. Like, where did that really start? Drums was my instrument 
throughout my whole life. It was no doubt, okay. no doubt about it. I was locked into drums no matter what. I wasn't doing anything else. Uh, you know, like I'd skate here and there, but I wasn't focused on it because I was like, I'm not going to be a pro yeah. skater. Like drums, yeah. I would come home from school every single day and play drums until curfew and every single day and I would not stop. And I would just play, 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 and play. And I've been playing drums since I was one years old. And oh my god! So like, there was just no fucking question. Yeah, like no it's question. just been there. There are videos and there are pictures of me playing drums on a tour bus, like a little snare drum on my dad's tour bus. And there's videos of me playing when I was two years old on a full kit with real sticks, and I'm like tiny, yeah. holding them, but I'm playing in time. So naturally this instrument has been in my blood no matter what anyone says like this is me and i'm a self-taught drummer yeah no one has taught me anything no one interesting no one taught me how to put together my kit no one taught me how to tune my kit no one taught me how to play so it was right. it was more of just like a feel thing so i i grew up playing for years with an electric kit i had a stupid tiny ass janky ass electric kit that just always fell apart on me but i made do and then I got in contact with SJC and we like, we made a whole thing. And a lot of people don't know that that kit that I play with, it's my kit. Okay. Anyone who says <laughs> it's not, it is my kit. This is mine. So but. dude, that, that's such a special moment. I actually toured with a band and our drummer, like I remember when he got that SJC endorsement and like that, the early calls of like, I get to build my kit and like yeah. all the dimensions and the design and the everything. And you're like, what am I going to make my snare out of? And like, how big are they? Like such, I mean, I don't play and I don't know, but I feel like that's got to be such a magical moment to be like, it's time to spec. It. it is literally like a sandbox. Like you can have so much fun. And like, I'm so thankful for them. They are really cool guys and really supportive and, they are growing so much as a company that it's like ridiculous. I was there when they had like 20,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Now they have 300,000. It's crazy. And it's like, I remember we like visited their little drum warehouse in like Boston or wherever Boston. that is. I don't know if they're still there, yeah. but it was like, you really realize like, this is a very like, they, they do this. Like it's not some big giant company. Like it's people that it's just play drums and love what they do. Because there's only one person who's making the drums one guy is it really one dude who makes what the fuck actually one guy for each part of drums so there's one guy who makes the drums there's one guy who paints the drums there's one guy who does the graphic design there's a guy for every person like everything and there's one dude who makes those fucking badass kids so it's like and Damn. i first got mine like i didn't know where to start you know like this was my first ever kit and i didn't want to I didn't want to destroy that. Like I didn't want to mess up and fuck up. So I was like very, very hesitant of what I was going to do. They're like, dude, send us your dimensions. I was like, dude, I don't even know what dimensions are for drums. Like I don't know shit. Like what are you talking about? Twelve, yeah. I'm twelve years old. I don't know what I'm doing. So right, I had some help from my dad. He gave him the dimensions. He wanted me to play with two bass drums. Uh, he said personally because I think if you play with one bass drum, your one of the one of your foot is going to be just weaker than the other so he wanted me to have both strong lower area for drumming so he did all the dimensions for me and i said the yeah. color that i wanted at the time it was purple my, my favorite color but now that i'm in a band now and the color is blue like i wish i would have said i wanted blue so 
Yeah, close enough. It is close enough, but I mean, it was crazy like to think a drum company like that wanted me to be part of their family. And I've been part of their family for about six years now. So, and they're really cool guys and I'm so happy to be a part of it because like, like I said, that was my first ever kit. I, right, I, right. I played with my dad's kits and all of our electric kits, but I never had my own where I can treat, right. treat it the way I want to. So what I think is cool, it's interesting to hear is just like, obviously music has been in your family for your whole life. So like, you'll be around it, you'll be familiar with it, but just hearing kind of like your journey of finding it and being like so early and like being self-taught as well, because I, I really do think that that's something at a very early age that you know if you fuck with or not. And that has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, this is my thing. So it's cool that not only you found your thing, but then you at least had a family that understood it enough to support you and help you continue to grow in it. I think that's dope. For sure. Like, I mean, the one person in my family who like um, really supported everything I really did was, uh, of course, everyone supports me of what I do. Like my entire family loves what I'm doing right now. They're so happy what I'm doing. And none of them forced this on me either. Like everyone thinks that I was put into the position I am to fill in shoes, but no, like I chose this. I chose this life. I chose this world and I wanted to, and I wanted to play music and that's all I ever wanted to do. Like I couldn't, I can't imagine myself working at a nine to five job at like an office wearing a suit every day and bringing a packed lunch. Like, no, I want to live the life of being in a, a van with my bros and not showering for like three days and like not eating for a couple of days because we don't have enough money. So it's like, that's what I wanted to do. Like I thought that was- I'm going to have to check in with you after the tour and be like, all right, what was the worst and what was the best? Tell me, you know, we wear makeup though, right? You know that we wear makeup. I know bits of it. Yeah. 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 We wear- I wasn't sure if it's like a steady all the time thing or if it was just like we a- wear makeup all every show. We will not ever can stop that. So we wear makeup like hand all the way to the neck to the face. And I'm just waiting for the day where we get off our tour and it's stained to us because we don't have enough time to wash it off, you know? Oh, dude, your van seats are just going to be fucking rocked. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. But going back to like the supporting thing, like my sister who recently passed away, she was, yeah, she had, it's a long story, but she passed away three years ago and she was really supportive. Like she always said I was going to be the biggest and she always knew that I was going to be where I was. And she always like came into my room when I was playing drums and was just super happy at what I was doing. And she was like my number one person to uh, like look up to. And that's why I built a a tribute snare for her because like I I wanted her to be a part of my journey because she was there since the beginning. And I wanted her to see the world like as i am seeing it so she it was amazing of course. that's really cool yeah. of you. so she she plays with she she practices with me she's at the show with me she's everywhere i go so she's that's fucking cool so i guess all of that was to say like you found this, like this really became your thing from a very, very, very early age. So if you were playing from that young, by the time you meet the rest of the dudes and you sit down with the rest of a band to jam, you can hold your own. Like this wasn't you being like, oh, like I just, I really want to get out on tour. Believe in me. Like you were probably pretty polished and good at what you did by that time. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, like it was, 
it was really weird, like joining a band, like, cause I told myself I was going to be in a band when I was like 22 years old. And I was like, I think that's a good age to be like, you know, I'm out of school and stuff like that. I probably have enough money saved. And then I was, and I told myself, I was like, fuck that. Why am I doing, why am I saying save, wait for my music? You know, like, no. So like when I joined, it was just a weird feeling and slowly all the members joined in, like JJ joined in like three months after. And then we had a, a previous guitarist and then, and then our, our bro Grodd, his name's Connor. He joined in and he really changed the element. Like everyone who came into the band, we all had one goal. We never really like said, like we never had inspirations for playing our music. It was like, it was like, we want to create one genre and then like just do it. Like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm taking inspiration from Mario from Gojira or Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. Like, no, it was like, we're doing this. Like, this is how we're going to write. And so everyone brought their own kind of way of feeling it. And that's how we created Vended. And Vended's been the same ever since. And we've all been really good bros. And we all take the fucking shit talks really well because, you know, we're so young and we used to shit talk all the time. So it's like, I'm like, you're talking to a bunch of 17-year-old, 18-year-olds. Fuck you, your band sucks. I'm like, dude, I used to do that shit on Xbox Live Chat all the time to kids. Like, you fucking suck at this game. Like, I know what I know what this is. So you can't troll a troll. Let's go. I mean, you can't you can't cancel or troll someone who doesn't care. So right, I've lived through it my whole life. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's if you want to troll me, I'll just send back a kissy face emoji and see how you feel about that one. You know. Oh. Right, right. <laughs> but like, okay, so what I'm curious about there, though, is I didn't realize the band had been working together for the amount of time that you had. So it's a two part question. And I want to hear about like how you decided to put the music out that you have out now and where that's at. But I'm also curious because I feel like it's very hard not to how do I say this? Like, you can't help but notice trends in music, right? Like you see this whole wave of a lot of people will do self-produced hip hop. I've had so many artists on here and I'm a huge fan of it. Mm -hmm. So then you see like our younger generation will all focus on say hip hop or, you know, whatever is in like the current culture. But Vended is like fucking heavy. Like it's metal through and through and it rips And I find that kind of refreshing because I love to see the younger generation take a genre and say, okay, here's how it's done now. But I'm curious, like, was that ever discussions? Like, was there ever any other inspirations or ever any other thought to have it go in a different direction? Or from day one, were y'all just like, this is what it is. Like, this is what we love. It was like a 50-50 thing. I think most of us can say that this is what it was. Like, we definitely changed. Like, our old writing style was ridiculous, like, I'm not going to shit on any of us. Like I'm not going to, but it was so bad. Like it was like, that's why we, we came out now. Like, right. Because our old music just didn't really cut it. You know, like we weren't just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. So I think the way we wanted to do it is we wanted to be so fucking raw because yeah. we, we went into the studio saying, how should we record? How should our production be? And we were looking how everyone's new music, like it sounds all the same as in not writing or anything, but just the sound of the quality of the shit. It just sounds the same. Like it's just all new mics and just same cut drum samples. And we're like, fuck that. Let's go back to the old way and not cut drums 
not do samples and let's just fucking record and just do it and mix it and master it. So my drums on the EP and stuff are not cut. They are full on straight up takes of just, I did about like nine takes of each song. And and we wanted to go the raw energy. You know, we wanted to have the raw feel and a lot of people are reacting to our music and they're not really used to it. They're like, what, what, what is this production? It's like the production is raw as fuck middle finger to your fucking face because we're not going to sound like new, you know, I'm not going to say any bands, but you know, obviously you know, like everyone has the same style now and it's like, it's getting kind of old. Like I kind of met, we all miss that raw energy feel like that Pantera raw shit. Like it just, it sounded shit, but it was like, I can mosh shit. Yeah. I'm gonna punch someone, you know? Like that's what we want yeah. to do. So well, and that's what I like. That's what I like because I listen to it and it feels new. It doesn't feel like old Pantera. Cause I'll listen to that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I get it. Like I respect it. I get it, but I'm not gonna put that on. Mm-hmm. But then I listen to this and I'm like, this fucking rips and I can't put my finger on it. But it, it like it, you're kind of explaining it. You took these old elements, but then of course you're young and you're writing your own music and all of that. But the combination of the two has this energy where I listen and I'm just like, this fucking rips. And it's refreshing because now you see this resurgence of so many people trying to do their versions of like pop punk and emo and all of that. And it's cool. Like I'm here for it. Like I legitimately, I am here for it. But when I listen to your music, I'm just like, it has this ferocity, ferocity that like, just hits a little bit different. So hearing you explain that, I'm like, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, we, everyone in my band hates the term new metal. We fucking hate hate it. It's just like that, like when we think of new metal, we think of like just whiny fucking singing. Like, no, like we are like, yeah, like we are as raw as you can get right now. Like this is us. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, if you were to put it in a box or, I mean, I feel like I hate doing that, but like, what would you, what would you categorize the music as? I don't know, but it would be, it's heavy. Like it's, it's, yeah. you hear our new single that just came out and it's as raw as you can get. Like I did that shit and like, we had a time crunch, you know, like we didn't have months to record, like we had days. So like I had to finish my drums and if I hated one part the Fucking so be it. It's there. Deal with it. So damn. It was it was a very emotional time. Like uh because you know, we recorded here in Iowa. Um and it was very secluded and it was hot as fuck. And you know, everyone had to be here at a certain time and we had to record and like it was just hard, but it was so fucking fun because our engineer and our producer, uh Griffin Landa, who's a bassist from Acacia Strain. He's, oh what the fuck sick i didn't realize he's the one who recorded us and uh, i don't know how to say his last name but matt Gull- Gull- gulliamo or something like that but he all that he's a he's a really fucking amazing drummer and he's a really cool uh, uh producer and stuff so he's awesome and he mastered our shit and i remember griffin landa was like what do you guys want to sound like and we just said raw as fuck <laughs> that's great said, raw like cole was our my guitar player cole was in the room with me direct input his guitar was in my headphones and i played to a click track but we fucking we played together and we were slamming in the room together so it was you can feel the fucking like i'm not playing like this like uh perfect like oh, yeah. we're fucking uh, slamming yes as hard as we could so we well what else 
I, I just I think that's cool because I think a lot of the people that have their own solo projects or that do kind of produce stuff on a laptop and make that work, like doesn't matter who you are. I feel like there is this genuine respect and excitement of just being able to play as a full band and and rip. Like everyone I talk to has that excitement and like it's like oh I can't wait to play live. I can't wait to get this song out and play it live. That's so how we feel. I just think like yeah, yeah, and it's just it's so cool that it it's it's almost like something that it feels refreshingly new, even though it's almost like the oldest trick in the book to just go and play raw, like hearing it now and seeing it. I'm just like, hell yeah, I love to see it. So that part is cool. And then the other part of it is like, okay, cool. So that's the sound coming together. But you said it 2018, you guys had been a band that's almost four years now. And right now to the public facing profile, there's two songs out. So you're about to go on tour and I'm so excited for that. But was that you guys just getting the all of like the imagery, the branding, the song, everything right? And then very strategically saying, cool, it's going to come out like this. Yeah. You're only going to see this type beat. Yeah. But yeah, it was we obviously played three shows before we did all this. And a lot of people get a shit for headlining, but uh, we wouldn't headline if we didn't sound good. So fuck you, anyone like that. So we sound good. And that's why we're going to headline. And but we we had line and we saved up enough money to record, and we paid for all of our recording, all of us, all you know, we did it ourselves. So then we got managed. Um, mm. That was fucking unreal. That was weird. Like it was just like you guys want to be managed? Fucking yeah, sure. Come if you want to manage us, fly down to Iowa right now and watch us play. He did and the next day, flew down to watch us. So. Say. So we we got managed, and ever since we got managed, he just has been just putting it out. Like he's like, all right, you guys are gonna record from this date to this date. You're gonna we're gonna release two singles and EP, and you are going to go on tour, and you're gonna play not fest. You're gonna do this and this and this. And he gave us a time crunch on when we needed to record. He goes, as soon as you guys are done recording, fucking do it. So yeah, he that's like. I wish we knew how to do all that ourselves. Like us playing the other three shows we did here in Iowa, we did that ourselves. But everything that you see right. going on right now with our band, it's him. So he, James, our god of a manager, <laughs> he, he uh, he's been really helping us out, and he's been it's all him. So it, of course, we're giving a say of when. Yeah, of course, the art, it's us, you know. But like. I wouldn't, I didn't even think we'd go on tour if we weren't even managed right now. Like it would just be so hard to get all those venues to talk to us. And he got every single fucking venue to be like, fuck it. Sure. Let's go. So. Damn sick. So, so then tell me about this tour because I, I don't know too, too much. So is this you guys going out and headlining so or is this, are you supporting? It's a co-headline tour. So okay, we kind of looked at it as in we're a new band, but we are also not your standard new band. So yeah, like you all, like I noticed, like, I mean, you all have built your own following in the band itself. Like, I mean, fuck on Spotify with two songs out, you're at 300 plus thousand monthly listeners. So it's like, like say whatever you want. Like the band has a following, yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. But we, we were being humble and we're not being like, no, we're fucking headlining every show. Like, no, we're not going to do that. You know, it's our first tour. And like, 
we got to open up for someone at some point, you know, like we did at an office, we were the first band or second band I even play. So, but like, yeah, we're, we're doing a, a co-headline tour with easing over and Omerta. Omerta and our kind of battling the stages. Like we're going just one headline, one opening, one headline. So it's kind of like, you know, just a loop, but, yeah. uh, it's 13 days, absolute fucking throwdown and just, brutality and we don't care if no one shows up we don't care uh, one person shows up we're just we just want to play so god i'm so excited and the way like by the time somebody's listening to this the tour will probably be going on currently and it's just like i don't know dude i remember when i first went out on my first tour and like that magic and you've put so much into it and i can't believe we're talking right before you leave So it's like, like, uh, what are you excited about, dude? Like, what do you like? What, what, what have you been thinking about? Tell me, paint this picture for me, because I need to feel this excitement again. I am ready to feel the absolute panic. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like when we headlined Woolies and all our other shows, it was easy. Like, you know, you just arrive. You know, you set up your stuff. uh, You know, sound check. All right, cool. Let's go hang out for five hours. You know, no, I am ready to fucking drive and take turns not get enough yep. sleep not eat enough, yep. wake up yep. set up and then rush put your makeup on and then do a show and then do it all again like i'm ready yep. absolute anxiety panic like oh my fucking god we gotta do this now we gotta go 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 so i'm i'm ready like that's my talk to me about crew do you have a tour manager do you have a sound guy do you have a merch guy what's the crew look like how are we going out we have a tour manager but we do not okay have, we have a merch guy but that's it Good. No text. Wow. Just, this is, yeah, that's it. That's the right. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's Good. Uh, what are the dates? How, like, what region are you doing? Are like, doing what cities are you going to? Midwest, East Coast. Um, I'm, to be okay. honest with you, I honestly do not know my tour dates. So, <laughs> no, you, that's, no, nobody, nobody does. You got to look at the land. You look at the day sheet. You'll be okay. I know that we start November 9th and we end the yep. 23rd. I know that. That's great. So our yep. first show is Nashville, Tennessee. Don't know the rest. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's fine. That's all you need to oh. know. You just need to know where you're going. Yep. But we're doing a Midwest East Coast tour. We're missing a couple spots right now, but like as in like states and stuff. But like obviously we're gonna come back to those. We're just kind of setting, we're setting a ground. Like we're we're putting in the roots as of now. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people are kind of mad that we're not going to we're not going to Texas or California. I'm like Calm down. We'll get to you. You know, I don't get that. But right now we're just kind of setting a boundary, you know, like we're doing our first tour. We are like never done this before. So we're kind of just, just excited. I mean, and it's just stressful, but like, obviously like we're just doing this to start our name. Like this will help us so much. Like, like we might go to a show and no one might, someone might, there only might be like one person. And then we come back there a year later and it's a pack house. You never know. Like, so like, I love though, dude, like I, do you realize that no matter what, like we're talking right now, like this is a moment in time. Like we don't fucking know. Like you don't know. You could have fully sold out shows or you could have this humbling experience where you show up and there's two fucking people at a bar and they're like, that's cool, I guess. But like, you're about to go out on this first tour that's such i mean fucking magic i'm so excited for you it's crazy it is like i'm excited too but like we've had humble experiences before like we're not obviously everybody has an ego but we 
personally, we are not like that one band that's like, no, we need to sell out or we're not fucking playing. No, like we played. Two, yeah, no. We played two headlining shows, sold out. That was fun. But then we played another show that was out of our city area. That was like an hour yep. away. And only mm-hmm. like 80 people came out of the 300 capacity it was. And we're like, okay, it's going to happen. So fuck it. And we, those people had so much fucking fun. Like that was even cooler to see 80 people trying to mosh was lit as hell. And I'm excited. <laughs> two people show up at these shows and tour. I'm excited to see those two people fucking beat the shit out of each other. Like it's going to be sick as hell. Like that, That's I'm, amazing. I'm just excited to go to another state look at the atmosphere and play. I'm like, yeah. yes, I love our fans and I'm excited to play in front of people, but I'm just mostly excited to even just be on a stage and do what I fucking love. And that's all I've yeah. wanted for myself is I've wanted to, I wanted to die on the stage. Like as in just like, you know, I just want to grow up and you know, my last show is like on the stage and I just, music is my thing. Like I would I want to be like 80 years old and still playing the fucking drums. Like, you know, just. Yeah. Like you just know it. It's just there. That's the thing. It's Cause again, it's funny. Like I saw on your Instagram stories and shit, like you'll skate a little bit and like you're into some cool stuff, but like, I really hear it in the way you speak. It's like, this is it. Like all that other stuff is fun and whatever, but like, I, this I like is I'll fish here and there and I'll skate here and there, but like, this is all I fucking care about. Like, yeah, I am willing to miss birthdays, Christmases, Thanksgivings, mm. holidays, to fucking play shows like i i knew what the consequences were like you know if you have a family i know the consequences you might miss out on the first three years of their life but like hey if i'm trying to put food on the table this is what i gotta do you know like i gotta fly to fucking germany tomorrow you know what i mean like yeah dude I, i love your i love your mentality though because it's just like I don't know. I'm genuinely just excited for you. Like this feels like so much of the beginning and like hearing about the first tour and all that. Like, I'm so excited. I got to check in on you afterwards and hear what you think and how it comes together. But like, what else? So that paints the picture of the tour. By the time this episode is out, you're probably on it. Maybe you're on a long drive listening to it back being like, oh shit, I got to bite my words or oh shit, it all sold out. I don't know. Um, you only have two songs out. So again, I would have to imagine you have a lot more music coming. Obviously, if you're going to play sets, you can play more than two songs yeah. and you probably have them. Playing, As you look to the future, are you guys thinking about new music or what's that going to look like? We're playing a 12-song set for this tour. Um, we have 12 songs. They're all strong. They're all really good. They all have lyrics and we've been playing them for years now. And some songs are newer than others. Some songs are have been written in uh, quarantine and some songs have been written like just like a year after we started writing so yeah we have 12 songs um like i said we're releasing a five song ep um and obviously i can say that now because it'll be out by the time this comes out so um five songs uh five of our strongest songs asylum and burn my misery will be on those so you'll be listening to three new tracks people already know like they're kind of guessing what track Basically, Notfest is Notfest, like our set that we played at Notfest is what's on the track. So, um, and like people know our songs, they know the name, they kind of know the lyrics because they just kind of look back through videos. But we're so excited to fucking hear Asylum and Burn My Misery at Notfest because people are going to hear those two and they're going to be like, oh shit, we know those songs. And they're going to be like, fuck, let's go. So, like, we've been waiting for that day. 
for so long, like people would harass us. Like we need studio music. We need music now, now, now. And we're like, fuck you think we don't know that yeah we do all right calm down yeah we gotta save up whoa dude i just thought of something crazy so you said you started the band in 2018 you guys were getting your chops getting it dialed all of that but then right in the middle and it's obviously no-brainer everyone went through it but like pandemic happens did was that like like did that hit a huge speed bump like were you planning to do the whole tour thing and everything earlier and then you guys are just like Oh, cool. I guess we're just gonna sit here now. Or like, did that make you guys question the band? Like, what that? What a weird time. Feel, so early into your career. You want to feel some fucking pain? All right, I'll give you some. Pain. Please. Well, no. <laughs> but yeah, give me the story. It, it, it hurt. Okay, it hurt. And we literally played a show, our first ever show, two years leading up to it. Headline sold out. We played. Not even two weeks go by. Pandemic. And we, no, it was that close. Yeah. Fucked. It was oh, oh my god. It was all this hype and it just got stopped like that. Fuck. So so you play two weeks and then the world shuts down. Yep. And then we went on a complete hiatus for a while. Uh, we didn't really talk to each other for that long. Um we did. We we weren't gonna break up. No, none of that was happening. It just yeah. All of us were at separate houses, and um, I brought my drum. I could not play without my drums, and I was not allowed to leave the house, so I brought my drums to my house, and mm. it was the saddest thing you'd ever see because it just I'd play, and I'd, I wouldn't see my band members in front of me, and I'm just like, this fucking sucks. So, like, oh, my God. And then that's why Burn My Misery, the most emotional yeah. song, heaviest song we have that we just released, was written in quarantine oh shit because everybody just felt it yeah and so that's why we were like we need to write something that is pissed off angry at the fucking world and we did and wow and so that was the hardest thing i think ever happened because like and then we finally were able to play shows again we got on the pulse of the maggots virtual set and we were excited but we weren't at the same time because we knew that we're not playing in front of people. We're just playing in front of a live group chat. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, this band's sweet. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. No, like we weren't playing yeah. in front of real people moshing. We were playing right. in front of a person behind a screen, you know? So, Well, dude, what's weird is like, how old are you right now? I'm 17. Okay, cool. So you're young in it as far as the big scope of it. Like you've been playing for a long time, but like what I think about is like, okay, so beginning of anything pandemic i think i was 28 29 i had toured enough where like i was kind of off the road like i toured when i was your i started touring when i was 18 and then kind of got off the road worked at labels did the management thing like that side of the industry so when the pandemic happened to me my thoughts and feelings like it rocked everything for everyone in all of its own unique ways but to me when it came to live music it was more of just like really feeling for my friends that were out on the road and my friends bands. Like I kind of had a lane at home. So I was like, this sucks. But I was thinking about all the friends that I had already toured with and people that had been doing it for a long time. And then I did a podcast with this kid 44 phantom and he had kind of started his project in the middle of it. And like was dealt with like dealing with it in a more fresh amount of time, never played a show. And it's just so wildly interesting 
for me to hear the perspective of someone younger who is starting their career and then just getting fucking rocked by it right in the beginning. Like, I don't know what's harder. I don't know if it's the friends that knew a life of 10 years of touring and then they're like, fuck, what do I do? Or if it's like, here's our first show. Here's all this momentum. It's going to happen. Fuck. Like, I don't know what's harder, but it's really interesting to hear it from your point of view. I feel like I'm not trying to set anything like cocky, anything. I feel like it was harder for us because we were just, people were starting to turn 18 and be adults and uh, people were already moving out of their houses and we just got hit in the fucking face. And then we were like, um, we're not making any money. And we were right. fucking stressed because we didn't have a job. So like we were all like, oh, what do we do? Like I feel like for bigger bands, you know, it's easier for them in a way because yeah, obviously they missed the stage, but I guarantee you they have a lot of leftover money to live them out through that process. Like well, also other lanes and avenues. Like they could still sell they're an established business. People know the name. You could sell merch, you can do live streams. There's a couple different like, things. This is, it sucked for everybody, but this is all we had. Like that was all we had for our name was our first show. Like, do you guys have music out? No. What do you guys have out? Fuck. We have one show. That's it. Fuck. So then it's like you can't even like getting the excitement of the industry and getting people on board. It's not even like you have much to point to. Where you're like, I promise we're good. And they're like, oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, we have a song out and a show. Take us seriously. And you're just like, fuck. Yeah. So it was harder. I feel like it was harder to get back into it again. Like to even play a show, hoping people knew who we were again. And people did. Like they showed up to our second show ever and sold out 400 people in a span of a oh week. Like we were like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, well, shit. We have the hype still. So that's fucking good. At least, you know, like. We were just stressed out because we were like, wow, we just played one show. We had another one ready to, we had another show booked out. Fucking nope. Said, fuck you to that. And we were like, fuck. So I was laying in bed all day just thinking about what the fuck are we going to do? You know, like. What did y'all, like, did you do shit online? Like, did you, like, we played one. did you do anything to interact? Or, like, did you, like, I don't know, people were, like, streaming and stuff like that. Like, did you strategically build any amount of the I, digital side of the band during that? We, the band account was on a hiatus. So nothing was being, wow. nothing was being posted. And I was still live streaming, talking about the band. I was still promoting what we were doing. And we were all still promoting, but it was just, just wasn't the same because then people were like, when are you guys going to play again? It's like, whenever the fucking venues open up again, you know, like it was even, it was hard to convince people that we were playing a 400 capacity venue without masks. Like right. it was hard. That was fucking difficult because I didn't, we didn't think people were going to show up. You know, people might be stressed out. Like, yeah. I don't want COVID, you know, like, no, totally. Exactly. And like, that's everybody is going to have their own feelings towards that. But like, I even remember for myself going back to my first show, like being so excited, but also being like, oh, weird. Like, there's just this feeling now where you can't not be aware of it. So like, I don't know, I think everybody kind of processes that in their own way. But being some of the earlier bands to play shows like, yeah, you felt it. We got a, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We got a fair amount of like backlash to playing that show. And like, we didn't, but like you could see people were pretty pissed off that we were playing and there was still a pandemic. And I was like, guys, you don't understand. If you want us to have music out, we have to play these fucking shows. Like 
there's no other choice. Like, I'm not going to ask my dad to give me a paycheck to fucking pay for a recording. No, I'm going to do this myself so I can put my middle finger to his fucking face and be like, look, what's up, bud? You know, like, you raised me, but guess what I did? I recorded our own shit. So, you know. <laughs> that's sick. I respect that a lot. Yeah, me and him. I think that's really we battle cool. a lot, me and him. So, do you? <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. But I don't know. I feel like it was hard for everybody. And, it was the worst time. Like we lost a lot and everyone lost someone or something. And obviously some people had it better than others. And bottom line, it was a fucking shit show for everything. Like it's just so weird how the world just got shut down just like that. And dude, it's just wild. Like I genuinely like, dude, it's, it's absolutely nuts. But again, like I, I think about it now and I don't know what I would have done. Like if you had taken me back to the very beginning of me starting to tour with my best friends and for the first time in my life feeling like I had a place and giving me one show of that and then saying, cool, that's all gone. And it's actually gone for the entire world. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like I put myself in those shoes of my age and I like, (laughs) holy fuck. So I don't know. Like like, we don't need to make this all about that, but I just like, it kind of hit me in real time. I was like, oh shit, that probably was crazy for you in a whole different way. It was, dude. It seriously was. Like I I almost lost my shit. I was like, I'm about to go insane. Like I can't play drums in front of people. I'm fucking going nuts. Like it's not good. So it was crazy. But look what we did. We came fucking back stronger than ever. We are stronger than ever right now. And we're in our fucking prime and we're kicking ass at everything we're doing and fuck those haters, you know, whatever. But like we're going on tour. We're about to just shut down everything and just show everyone who the fuck we're made of because we're talented as fucking. I can't let anyone say differently because like we all learned our instruments ourselves. We all practice those practice our instruments ourselves and we all came together as little fucking miniature little kids and wrote music who can say they did that no one can no one can say they were 13 years old still in school coming out of school and practicing for two hours with people you just fucking met two months ago and writing hit singles like you can't say that like it's so weird how my world just went from playing drums in my upstairs bedroom to playing into a warehouse with four other dudes who are talented as shit and we're playing not this to fucking like what day is it the third we're playing not this in two fucking days like what so it's crazy like i just love your conviction in it too and it's like I have a, I guess I have a couple friends that maybe like school brought them together and they played in bands early and all of that. But it's just like, it's something really special and it lets you perfect your craft so early. Like Gladwell writes about 10,000 hours in your craft. And it's like, that's something that kind of makes me mad when people will quickly judge someone who is young because of opportunities before understanding like, oh, wait, maybe they put in their 10,000 hours really fucking early in the game and knew what they wanted to do from day one. Like, I'm not the world's biggest and best podcaster because I started two years ago. It doesn't matter how fucking old I am. Had I started forever ago, I would be more qualified. Like, it's time in the game. It's not age. So I get really mad when people judge off of just a quick number. It it, it is true. You have a strong fair point and it is like it's like why do you need a fucking judge why are you so fucking mad like you know it's like right but like 
I started this band when I was 14 fucking years old. So I wrote, I, we written, we wrote Asylum when I was 14 years old. Imagine that shit. And then I wrote, or we wrote Burn My Misery when I was 15 years old. So, you know, people can have their own fucking say, you know, people can have their own shit. People can talk shit. People can say this shit. You know, whatever. It's like I'm I started when I was one years old. My guitar player's been playing since they were like fucking nine or ten. Like they they've been doing it. Like and it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking I'm happy where I'm at. Like I'm happy that all of my bros can experience what I've wanted to experience for years now. Like they've all like my bass player used to come up to me, he's like, because like he's the one who texted me to get in the band. Like, thank God for social media. Cause like, like sometimes you and I are talking now, yeah, aren't yeah, we? Exactly. Social media can be a terrible thing, but I'm so thankful for the good side exactly. of it. It's so sick. He texted me and he's like, yo, I want to audition. And he did. And now he's in one of the biggest upcoming bands in the world. And he always used to tell me, like, thank you, dude. Like, because I didn't want to be stuck at a store job. Like, you're actually giving me the dream that I've wanted. And I'm so happy I can do that to people because like I've wanted this since I was one and I've known I was going to get it, but I, I'm so happy to see other people be on a stage with me, look at me and fucking give me the biggest grin they've ever had because they're like, holy shit, we're fucking doing this. Like we're I'm yep. playing in front of people who care. That's the coolest yep. part. And it's, yeah, it's such like a satisfying thing. Cause like, I look at drums like someone would look at their like car. Like if someone loves a car, they love washing it, cleaning it, and like taking care of it. I look at my drums the exact same fucking way. Like I'm just like, mm, like this is it. Like this yeah. is my fucking thing. And like it's just cool. Like I've been around the world so many times. I've seen a lot of shit. And I've seen people, you know, I've seen really bad shit in the world and I know what it's like and to experience it with people who haven't been around the world too. It's like really fun also. Cause it's like, they get to tell their kids in the future. Like I did this shit and you could maybe do this shit. Cause I'm praying, I'm praying that my kids can be bigger than me one day. And that's all I ever want. Yeah. I want to, I want to look, so look at my kid and if whatever he does, I want him to be bigger than me. Like he doesn't have to be a musician or anything or she, they could be a fucking race car driver and their name could be higher than me. And I'd be like, dude, fuck. Yeah. I'm happy now. So that's all I ever want. I just want, you know, just good vibes on tour. And I just want to live and happy with my brothers and bended. And we're just all, we're all bros. Like it's crazy. Like you'll see some bands who are just not friends with each other, but we literally hang out every day and we love hanging out with each other and we love, doing stupid shit, egging houses or whatever, you know, whatever like kids do still. And like, we're still young. Like I'm the youngest in the band. I'm 17 years old and they're already grown ups. They're already 18, 19, almost 20. You say that as grown ups. Fuck you. <laughs> That's nothing. Take that back. Well, I'm, Take that back right now. You're 18. You're an adult. So, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm still 17. Like they're already, you know, they already had jobs before me. They already, one of them already moved out and had a, an apartment. And I'm like, I'm still at my parents. <laughs> so yeah, dude, you know, what's fucked up is I remember being exactly your age. I'd say like, I really felt like I became myself when I was like 18. But when I talked to, so I'm 30 now. 
And when I would talk to somebody who was 30, I was like, you are older than time. Like you, you must have a mortgage and a whole family and understand how every aspect of every investment works and have every, everything. Like when I talked to somebody who was 30, I was just like, that's adult. Like that's an adult age. And now here I am. And I'm like, yeah, like, I guess I've like had more years to experience things, but my mindset feels so similar to being around 18. Like I knew what I wanted. I knew what I liked. I became the person I was. So it's just like, it's, it's really cool for me to hear, you know, that so well in yourself and talk about all of this time. Cause it gets me like, so excited all over again to see like this next wave of music and artists doing the damn thing. And like, I can't wait to hear about you eating shit on tour and all the stupid things you have to deal with and striking your drums on a stage that's way too small and a bunch of freaking randoms at gas stations heckling you guys and everything. I, I Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's weird. Like I mean, if I was in your shoes, looking at a 17-year-old who's about to be, you know, whatever, like, it's definitely fucking weird. Like, I honestly didn't see myself being in my position as I am today four years ago. If my yeah. 17-year-old self came to me when I was, like, fucking 12, and he's like, yo, when you're 18, you're going to be touring, you're going to be the biggest band, you guys are going to be fucking crazy, and I'd be like, go fuck yourself. What are you talking about? Like, no, no, I won't. Like, I didn't think we would have it already. Like. But we're just, it is hard work and talent. And I think there's just a lot of bands who don't make it. And because of, they sound like everybody else. And we don't sound like everybody else. Like I watch people react to us and they can't tell who we sound like, you know? Right. Obviously they'll say something I get that. What? That's low hanging fruit. That's too easy to yeah, say. It's too easy. I don't it's fuck too fucking it. easy. But a lot of people will say we sound like Evanescence. We sound like Sepultura. We sound like Pantera. And I'm just like, wow. There's like a lot of different variations of people. Like they can't put, they can't quite put their finger on what we sound like. And I, I think that's fucking sick. And it's like, it's like Tool. What do you say? Tool sounds like Tool. They're fucking Tool. Yeah. They're Tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say I, I would just say you guys sound heavy. You can't, it's just heavy. You can't say they sound like ZZ Top. No, because they nope. fucking, they're a tool. They made their own sound. And that's what we're fucking doing. Yeah. yeah. My drums have been done before in thousands of other songs, but we're making it us and we're making it sound unique in a way because we're young. We're young minds. You know what I like though? I like that, like, I like that you have this confidence and this, like, this drive in the way you talk about your band. Because if there's anything that I did wrong at that age, was I had this thing of, like, the outside knows better than I do, or like the, like, almost like respect your elders thing. And I think respecting people is great, but like, I just thought that because people had time in the game, they were more qualified to weigh in on it. And I just think that's bullshit. Like if you're good at your craft and you know what you like and you know what you want to do, then own it. And like, it's, it's honestly really exciting for me to hear you speak of it this way and be so confident in your band and all of that. Uh, just because like, good, keep doing that and keep building on it. And you're only going to grow. I mean, like, like there's no reason not to see how confident and committed I am to this shit. My band, I fucking got that shit tattooed on my body. Forever. Let's go. That's my band right there. Let's go. And I was never leaving. And I'm never fucking leaving. If everything, if anything fucking happens, guess what? I still have Vended right here. First ever Vended tattoo ever. So that's how that's dedicated. How dedicated I am. That's how 
confident I am. I fucking love music. And I, I mean, like, obviously, three years ago today, I wasn't the best drummer in the world. But I can honestly, cocky me is saying that I'm going to be the best drummer to ever live. And anyone who says different, fuck you, because guess what? It's going to happen. Drummers have to pass down the torch. As of now, Mario Jubilanter is known to be the best drummer of metal right now. He can look at me and be like, no, fuck that. Give that guy some credit. Because like I'm, I'm trying to prove my name. I'm trying to be like, yo. You know who like I want people to like hear a song and be like, yo, that's Simon Cran on the fucking drums. Like, like he's a legend. Like that's what I want. Yeah. And God, I fuck with that. And I've been slaving over it. Like I just been playing every single day. I play for like three hours a day. Like there's I've been iffy on it for like a couple of weeks now, but I like I will play for three hours a day until I am physically not able to even pick up a stick. Like I that's how, like I used to believe. Like I have so much scar tissue all over my hands. <laughs> Your hands are just fucking calloused yeah, as shit. Yeah, they're all fucked up because I have scars everywhere on my knuckles and shit like that from playing because all I would do is just fucking play every single day. And because I want the title, best drummer in the world, I want other bands to watch me play and look at me and go, fuck. Like, because, like, you know, I watch Gojira and I see other drummers go and watch Gojira and they're like, that's the man. <laughs> I want that shit because like I've always wanted. That. Yeah. Like I'm not. I won't be satisfied until I'm called best drummer in the world. You know, like that's how I want. And that's how driven I am. I'm gonna work towards that. Like I'm not calling myself the best, but for my age, <laughs> the hands. I mean, I love you it. See, you don't see a lot of 17 year olds playing fucking 200 BPM, fucking double bass, fucking slaving at that shit. No, you don't. You don't see a lot of that. And that's why, like, when I see myself five years from now, holy fuck, I might be a god. You never know. I might be Super Saiyan 3, all right? Goku style. I'll be that shit. So. I fucking love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I feel like we covered it. Did I miss anything? Like, I just wanted to talk about, like, this moment in time. And that's exactly what we did. I really enjoyed this. pretty much crossed the fact that we're here for world domination. That's, that's really the message yeah that's and like that's all we ever want so you know that's awesome dude that's awesome yeah. um anything else like i feel like it's pretty simple people can find your band they can find you on socials yeah. anything to look out for the albums coming out you can follow me on instagram at simon Cran under like uh simon underscore official um i'll pop up I have a verified check mark, so it's easy. I had to get that shit early, okay? People were starting to steal my identity, so it was happening. So that was a, a necessary check. Yeah. And then uh, follow my band, uh, Vended underscore official. Uh, we're going on tour right now, Midwest, East Coast. Um, hope to see you guys anywhere there. Um, yeah, we're fucking just covering the map right now. And uh, we're, we played Not Fest in two days, but people who are listening, uh, we already fucking played it. And I'm guessing... Look it up on YouTube. I'm guessing we already kicked fucking ass. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That's me. Welcome to fucking Vended. Uh, uh, you'll know my our name, my name, his name by the fucking 20 years later. All right? You're fucking weird. So. Dude, that's fucking great. And an absolute honor to do the first podcast okay. with you because I'm, I'm I'm so excited to look back and watch your growth and hear everything else you I'm down to do this shit again but talk about fucking aliens next time if you fucking want let's do it like I'm bad another one we'll talk about fucking whatever we want this time 
you know? Well, if you're listening to this and you want to hear us talk about something else, hit either one of us up on Instagram or wherever. Let us know. I would be very curious to check back in with you after tour. I think that would be a fun episode. That would be a fun But uh, I'm down to literally do a day after my show wearing my band clothes and just fucking, what's up? <laughs> just like This is the day before tour and then we do the day after yeah. tour. I'm down. I'm down. I'm fucking down. All right. That is set in stone. I'll put that in there for sure. Fuck yeah. Sick. Cool. All right, bro. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All Thank right, you for doing this. Thank you very much, dude. See you later. Have a good one. So there it is. Simon's story as of right now. If you made it here to the end, you know that they're about to leave for this tour. The EP is probably out about now. And we talked about doing a follow-up episode right after he comes home from tour to see what that experience was actually like. But I really hope you liked this episode. I hope you checked the band out if you hadn't already heard of them. I think that there's something so cool about hearing someone so young with so much excitement going into this. And not to say he hasn't been doing it for a long time, but it's just cool to hear this conviction it gets me really inspired. If you like the podcast and if you want to help me, share this episode with a friend that would like it. Tell anyone about it. Text them. Post it on social media. Really just the idea of word of mouth. The entire reason the show has grown is because of you telling your friends about it. And that is really, really appreciated and helps so, so much. If you want to go absolutely above and beyond, the podcast is entirely self-funded right now. So there is a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash where are all my friends. Any amount of a donation there is extremely appreciated. And I try to do a lot of cool things there where I'll do a whole bunch of bonus behind the scenes episodes. I'll mail you some postcards and stickers and as many cool things as I can think of. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode.